0: Hi everyone, Sandman here. Along with the book Bachelor Pad Economics, Aaron Clary sent me his other book called Worthless, The Young Person's Indispensable Guide to Choosing the Right Major. And although I wasn't going to review it at first or talk about it, I decided over the course of the Men's Rights Conference after meeting someone there that I should actually read and review his book. The person I met there was just finishing up her degree in poetry. And during the winter, she's involved in dog sled racing. Now, how's she supposed to make a living and possibly pay back the debts that she owes to getting such a degree in poetry? I'll never know. But after she said these things, all I could think about was Aaron Clary's book, Worthless. And I, too, am guilty of taking a college or university major that didn't really pan out the way that I expected at first. Originally, I was going to take photography, but my parents convinced me to take new media instead. I originally thought that new media was going to be about computer animation, video, film, photography, web design, creative writing, and so much more. And I was right because the university I went to was a polytechnic university at that time. But there was a lot of time wasted on feminist theory, gender studies, as well as art installations. My degree was roughly made up of 50% theory and 50% application and I'm still using many of the skills that I learned back then, including the ability to record sound like I'm doing now, as well as edit it. But the most important thing I've learned about my degree was the ability to learn on my own, without professors. And I attribute my success in life to that particular aspect. I was taught to problem-solve on my own. But getting back to Aaron Clary's book, Worthless is a short read, less than 200 pages, and with only about 150 words per page so it can be read in about one or two sittings. And Aaron wants people to get a degree or skill in something vital in the economy and leave their emotions out of making education decisions. Early in the book, he makes a list of things that people usually purchase in their lives, such as gasoline, they pay for cell phone bills, food, computers, MP3 players, etc., and then side by side he puts degrees that have no relation to the everyday things that most ordinary people buy or even want to buy. Things like political science, English, women's studies, among other things. And he suggests that people go out and do things that are real and tangible and produce consistent income. Well, what do I think of his book? My advice to anyone that wants to get a college degree in something considered fun is basically to have a backup plan in case your original idea doesn't pan out. Maybe take a trade like electrical or plumbing after you fail at your dream. And you have to understand that it's okay to have a dream. I know that Aaron won't agree with me, but I also have to realize that history is littered with bodies of people that had dreams and never made it. People only see the ones that end up making it. The thing that Aaron wants people to know is that you need to get a degree that's worth something. A degree that will essentially pay itself off. I agree with Aaron that most people shouldn't take degrees that he outlines in chapter 4, including foreign languages, English, anthropology, psychology, journalism, and the list goes on and on. I took a bit of offense when he said don't take art, film, or music. And I believe that you can succeed at such things if you make many sacrifices. Doing something for a living that you love or something that's fun will mean the competition to do it will be very hard to beat. And if you enjoy what you do, then it won't feel like work. So in order to beat the other people competing with you in your chosen field you have to work smarter and harder than they do and you will have to have an advantage over them. You have to have some type of edge especially if you're in a creative field. That means you will have to live and breathe what you're doing almost all of the time and be persistent and always be ready to crush your competition. And also occasionally you'll have to be in the right place at the right time which often takes considerable luck. And all of that just to eke out a living in many cases. But if you do choose a degree that's going to take you in that direction, it's only fair to know what you've bargained for, and that's exactly what Aaron Clary's book tells you. If you want to survive in a creative field, sometimes it can take you many years to build up your clients and only a few bad jobs to ruin your reputation. And in many cases you'll have to produce the content that you want to see and that you find interesting yourself. If you don't find it interesting to listen to or watch what you create, then what makes you think that other people that hire you are going to find it interesting or good quality? Especially the people hiring you to produce it in the first place. But being creative is a craft like any other and requires great skill. You have to develop it over time. And true creativity takes intuitive mathematics. You're creating order from chaos. You just have to choose the creative skill that is in demand. Take myself for example. If I have a client that needs a website design, I'll also do the photography and video for that particular website, as well as the writing and online marketing. I can often take one job and turn around and market five different skill sets that I have to my clients. I hear people say that they're either a photographer, or a videographer, or a web designer, or a marketing manager, but in reality they can't survive on just one skill, and if you want to be creative you need to have at least 10 fresh skills and update those skills all the time. And the funny thing is, there are countless other people that do what I do and yet I get hired at $60 an hour and they don't. Because I have multiple sets of skills, both customer service skills as well as the technical skills to pull off a project. Most people in my field are either really good at selling themselves or are really good technically. But they aren't usually good at both. And I've hired people to help me on jobs and 9 times out of 10, they completely suck. And they have degrees and diplomas galore but their skills suck because college teaches you theory and not practice. One thing that everyone needs is skills and practice. So if you choose a creative, unpractical degree in the first place, or field, then at least you can go to a polytechnic university like I did and get those skills to begin with. After reading Aaron's book, what I wanted him to talk about is the idea of the happiness factor. As for Aaron Clary, he lives a frugal yet enjoyable life. He's free to do whatever he wants for the most part. And Aaron shows us that being a man going his own way, he can make a living without a wife and family doing the things that he loves, like blogging, podcasting, and writing articles. I'm guessing that his advice is for most people in general, planning to get married and have kids. And the advice is probably directed at both males and females, as far as I can tell. I also enjoyed the fifth chapter, where he says that society has a vested interest in selling kids stupid degrees. Baby boomer guidance counselors, teachers, and others have sold the younger generation worthless debt as an education lie. And I also have many friends that bought that lie hook, line, and sinker, and are going for a master's degree after their undergrad, exactly as Aaron outlines in his book, and going deeper and deeper into debt to do it, and the educational industrial complex makes so much money off the dumb educations that it sells. Schools become a product and business like any other, and often sold based on emotions, And Aaron outlines this in the fifth and sixth chapter of his book. In the seventh chapter of his book, Aaron says that one of the lies of education is that people have to be well-rounded and not specialize in one particular field. And I agree with him because I can't tell you how many educated people I've met over the last few years that simply don't know anything practical. Plus, the idea of having a degree, any degree, is now a prerequisite for most jobs. You see, most HR departments here in Canada implemented this policy a long time ago. So it's not a rumor in many cases, but a fact, at least up here in Canada. And most HR department heads are women. So who are they gonna hire but women who now make up 60 to 70 percent of all degrees in this country. Women in human resources departments are validating the worthless degrees in their hiring practices. And with programs like affirmative action men with actual skills and qualified degrees could lose out to female candidates with completely unrelated educations that are useless. The world has essentially gone mad. I think the solution to the education problem in most Western nations is to follow what Switzerland is doing. Their government only allows people to get education in a field where there's a demand. And there's basically a guaranteed job on the other side when students finish their schooling. If you want to become a mechanic, there's a job for you. If you want to get a teaching degree, then you'll become a teacher. But to get into those programs, the competition is fierce in the first place. Right now in Canada, there's a skills shortage, yet more people than ever are going to university and college. Essentially, the skills and the education are mismatched. The skills shortage has to do with people taking the wrong educational courses and degrees instead of taking the ones that have a promising future and an actual job behind them. In all honesty, I don't see us implementing the Swiss model anytime soon here in North America. To end this video, I want to give everyone some advice from the last chapter of Aaron Clary's book. And that advice is basically to have a small business on the side whenever you can. I've always had two or three small businesses, or dozens of clients at the same time. And if I lose one job, I'm usually not stressed for work. That's just the way that it goes. And someone must have been reading Aaron Clary's book in the United States because there are now countless numbers of Americans coming to Canada for work because the USA has been declining financially. But that has also increased the cost of living up here. So, Aaron, please stop telling everyone to come to Canada or we're going to have a housing crash up here, just like they did in the United States. Anyways, that's about all I've got to say for tonight's video. Thanks again for taking your daily dose of red pills. Enjoy the rest of your day and cheers. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition.